Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. This is the final episode in our three-part series on rest. And today, we are getting really practical. So I've heard people say, okay, I've carved out time to physically rest, but then I just don't know how to sit down without feeling distracted all the time by all the things I need to do. Have you ever found yourself going to sit down but then popped up again to grab your phone or do that one thing you forgot you should do, whether it's flipping laundry, tidying a space, or some other random task that is calling to you? Okay, so two weeks ago, I talked about sleep and how we need to ruthlessly eliminate everything that is in our way of getting sleep. Then last week, I talked about how we can experience deep soul rest by tackling what is going on inside us and going to the source of living water to find rest for our souls. And this week, I want to end this series by being totally practical. Because for many of us, we're not able to rest because the work never seems to end. And can I tell you something? It doesn't. The work just, it just doesn't really ever end. Whether you have little kids that are experts at creating a disaster zone, or you, you are a university student trying to keep up with your own laundry, it just, it doesn't end. So in the midst of never-ending workload, how can we cultivate rest in our week? Now, this may sound like a funny analogy, but have you ever made cookies? Okay. One of the things I found with cookies is that you take them out of the oven, but the pan is still hot. They actually are still finishing baking while they're on the pan out of the oven. It's not as if the pan instantly cools off and everything immediately stops. And that's kind of how we are. We may decide, okay, I'm going to rest now, but our brains don't actually automatically stop working. We don't stop thinking. We don't immediately slow down. We actually have to train ourselves. Also, I apologize if right now you were just thinking about how great it would be to have a freshly baked cookie. Like, I am. Okay. So... I'm focused. Now, we know that the to-do list doesn't really end. But what happens when you feel like you can't relax until your to-do list is finally done? And I've heard people say that, right? This idea of, um, I can't sit down until the dishes are clean or the kitchen is clean or um, I can check all these boxes. But I know for some people this is this is a real struggle is not being able to create space to rest until you feel like your work is complete. And I think two things can help here. So one, we just have to be okay with things not being perfect. And we have to trust that the things that need to get done will get done. Okay, they may not get done in our time frame that we're hoping for, but they will get done. And number two, we need to develop some really good systems 
and mindsets so we're not totally bogged down and overwhelmed by all that we have to do. If you're more uh, more recently started listening to the podcast, I'd actually suggest going back to the first few episodes on overcoming overwhelm, where I talk about coming up with systems and mindset and building momentum when it comes to like actually just getting stuff done. So first few episodes, really helpful for that. Okay. So number one, it is okay that not everything is perfect and we can trust that it will get done. So for me, historically, in the past, I used to wake up on a Saturday morning, which was the morning where we didn't have a ton going on, and I'd have a huge list. I just wrote down anything I thought we should do. Now, some of those things may have been somewhat urgent, but they likely weren't. I just came up with a work list. At the time, I really believed in the work first rest second approach. So in my mind, if I got enough stuff done that day, I could feel accomplished and then I had permission to rest. But the problem with that system is that A, I was working from a place of depletion. B, I was working to earn my rest. And C, I often just kept working and didn't usually get to a place of rest. I more often just got really grumpy, barking at everyone around me to work and contribute. And I wore myself out and I wore them out. I can just think back to so many Saturdays where I woke up with this list I would create and I would just be yelling at my husband and my kids. And um, it was not, it wasn't a great approach, it wasn't effective. Um, and it didn't make for, it didn't make for a restful, peaceful home. So our new approach, uh, which we've been working on for the last few years, which has um, really my husband has always been in favor of, is to rest first and work second. And sometimes this happens in the course of a day. So we will rest for the first part of Saturday and then we'll get done what needs to get done or we'll rest for all of Saturday, depending how we're feeling. And we'll maybe get stuff done Sunday after church or we just spend the whole weekend resting, depending on where we're coming from, what's been going on in our week or a month. And in that rest time, we might be napping, we might be reading, often the kids are playing, we might have a brunch together, we might all get out and go on a family adventure, we might go on a date. The point is, we're just, we're not ticking boxes, right? I think it's um, key as I was saying in the beginning, uh, we need to be able to train ourselves to slow down and rest. Um, it can actually be really challenging. I remember in the a few years ago when I first was trying this out, um, I felt a little bit restless. Like I needed to kind of constantly pop up off the couch and do something um, just to feel productive like I was doing something. It was really hard for me to actually rest. And And resting, again, doesn't mean sitting on the couch um, often in our rest times, we will be going out, um, going for a walk, going for a jog, all those kind of things. Um, the point really is that I was able to switch from my brain trying to tick off boxes on a to-do list that I had come up with, with a lot of things that probably didn't need to happen. Um, just to kind of 
fulfill something in my heart that felt like I needed to earn this rest. I needed to be productive. So it really took a lot for me to be able to just kind of train myself to choose things that I was going to find restful, restorative, enjoyable. So um, one of the things that I have often found the most challenging is actually to not tell everyone else how they should spend their time. They can actually rest the way they are choosing to. So the same way I'm going to figure out what is restful to me, um, they can figure out what is restful to them. And so like I said, often physical activity will be part of our rest. So maybe my husband and I take turns going for a jog. Maybe we all go out and take the kids on a bike ride or go to the playground. It's not necessarily mindless vegging, though maybe we'll watch a show. Um, It isn't really so much exactly about what we're doing, but that we have learned what we each need to do to feel rested. And we're good at giving each other the space we need. And sometimes we have big goals for Saturday afternoon that involve cleaning out the garage or mowing the lawn. But those things are done from a place of rest, not to earn rest. So I hope that's helpful. Resting first, working second. And if this freaks you out because you're used to driving the ship and telling your family to get up and clean because it's Saturday or what else you, whatever else you typically do on a Saturday, I would just say, just try it. Try resting. See how it feels. And trust that the stuff you need to get done will get done. But maybe, like so many things that used to live on my to-do list, maybe they weren't that necessary in the first place if they don't get done. So um, number two, number two is systems and mindset. So we have systems and rhythms in place. We have things that we do daily to make sure our house isn't a complete bomb, though, you know, it still happens, three kids. The kitchen daily gets put back into place at the end of the night. General living spaces are tidied and clothing is put away or in a dirty clothes hamper, right? This is all ideal. Doesn't mean it all happens every day, but this is ideal. Um, And one thing that I have found to be incredibly helpful here is that each family member knows what is expected of them each day and plays their role. So little kids can have a role in cleaning up. And if you're able to get past the initial frustration of teaching them to do their role, and if you can be consistent in it, then you'll find that as a team, you're actually able to accomplish a lot more in a little amount of time. So my daughter at age eight is excellent at cleaning, but she was not excellent at age three. And my current three-year-old is not excellent. So I have hope for her. Um, So have grace and patience and be consistent. Um, Also, as a side note, I try to share with my kids that we're all working to keep our house clean together so that we have a great clean environment to live in um, together. So I try to just sell it in a really positive way, like we're doing this as a team. Um, And when I can, when I can, I try and make things fun, like put on some fun music to clean to. Um, I also never use the word chores. Personally, I don't ever want to do any chores like if somebody was like hey I've got chores for you I'd be like Uh, the word it just sounds awful to me but if I can call them jobs or roles um, then I'm okay with that so my five-year-old has the job of folding kitchen cloths this is her job I wash and dry them 
And then I leave them on the couch and she knows she's supposed to fold them and put them away. And that sometimes can feel like a lot more work to get her to do it than just doing it myself. But I'm training her to contribute to a great clean household. This is one of our systems, train the kids in their jobs. And actually just tonight, my husband picked up the cloths. He was starting to fold them and she came and said, hey, dad, like that's my job, which I thought was super funny because she's been complaining about it recently. But anyways, she knows it's her job and she picked it up from him and started doing it. So I appreciated that. It's very timely for this episode. Um, So my husband has jobs. I have jobs. And before we discuss them, so, you know, years ago, we would just fight about things. We would fight about who was doing what. And I would actually, um, so one of the things he does is he takes the garbage out on the garbage day and recycling out. And I would just remind him. So I would say, hey, remember like tomorrow's recycling day? And this drove him crazy because... Um, It was his job and I was just nagging him. And this has actually been, um, I think, a really key thing when it comes to this aspect of our marriage is that uh, he just said to me, when you tell me what to do, um, it really makes me feel like I'm working for you, that um, I don't have the same internal motivation or reward. Um, And so he just said, you have to trust me that I'm going to do it. And if I don't, I'll feel the consequence of failing that job. And so um, I don't have to remind him. I never have to say, hey, rem- you know, remember it's recycling day. It's, it's his role. And so I think as each of us have taken on these roles or these jobs, we feel a sense of responsibility in them. And so they just get done because, again, it's like if, if I typically my job or role, I make dinner. If I don't do that, well, no one eats, right? Like there is a consequence. So um, that has really worked well for us. Just having those discussions of this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Um, dividing up some of those things has really been helpful. And then we don't actually have to communicate about them very often. Because quite honestly, it's hard enough to find time to connect with Brendan enough just to find out about his life and his day and all those things. I don't want to be just talking about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be talking about like, oh, did you take this out? And um, so when we've pre-discussed those, we've set up, these are your jobs, my jobs, all that kind of stuff. um, It helps things flow much more easily, much more easily. So those are kind of like our systems. So um, generally, we know what needs to get done. We do it. um, But it, it does take work. And sometimes... Um, half the battle of getting anything done um, cleaning wise is just that we have to drum up the motivation to do something right that can feel like half the work like for myself I do not want to load or unload the dishwasher ever like that's never like an appealing job that I want to do but I know it takes me five minutes like maybe even less than five minutes but I could spend 10 minutes trying to convince myself to do it and so as I've been able to flip over for like a mindset, just saying, hey, if the dishwasher is clean, I can quickly unload it. And yes, I can, I get my kids to help with that as well. But um, when it's just me doing this kind of stuff, if I, I know in my mind, I don't have to waste energy convincing myself that actually just saves you the energy just to do it. So um, that mindset is super helpful in that. So um I shared 
I shared about a few of my cleaning rhythms on Instagram a while back and I think I've saved some of those in my highlights if you want to check it out but I talked about this one thing that uh, seemed to resonate well with people and that is that I I use my crack time for cleaning as much as possible and um, crack time is like those little windows of time so for example the older girls go to school at about 8 30 and I don't have to drop Noelle off at preschool until about 8 50 so I've got 20 minutes to do something and sometimes those like 20 minute time slots you can actually get a ton done in that time so I try to use my crack time to load and unload the dishwasher put the breakfast dishes away whatever it might be throw in a load of laundry get as much stuff done as I can in that crack time so that when I have chunk time so a bigger section of time I can actually use that time to rest and that's one of the ways I've been able to seek out rest not only on a Saturday but actually throughout the week so because I don't feel like I am a slave to my to-do list or um, I have so much housework that I'm having to do that's where um, working in the crack time has been helpful I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you have people coming over for dinner or something and you somehow manage to like quickly clean your house and you're doing things that you have a newfound energy for Um, so sometimes it is amazing how much we can get done in a short period of time. And the last part, I won't get into a ton, but, um, I do have some episodes on here. It's just that idea of purging, purging what you don't use, you don't need. Um, and we're definitely still a work in progress here, but this has been a huge game changer for us. Just having less stuff means we have less stuff to clean and organize. So even when our house is a bomb, it actually doesn't take as much time to put it back together. So I hope that is helpful for you. This is a very, very practical episode. Um, Just choosing to, choosing to rest first and then figuring out how can you develop systems and strategies throughout the week um, or in your day so that you actually are freeing yourself up to have times of rest, whether that's physical rest or sleep like I talked about in the first uh, episode of the series or time to just connect with God. Reading your Bible, praying, going for a walk, those things are going to help you experience deep soul rest. So I hope this has practically helped you move one step closer to thriving. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.